place and they say it gets colder you're bundled up now wait till you get older but the media men beg to differ judging by the hole in the satellite picture the ice we skate is getting pretty thin the water's getting warm so you might as well swim but world's on fire how about yours that's the way i like it and i'll never get bored hey now you're an all-star get your game on go play hey now you're a rock star get the show on Sorry, I just had to light some incense and stuff. That was Smash Mouth. Everybody knows that song. All-Star. Coming off an all-star weekend for the NBA, which I'll get into in a little bit. Uh, It's not good for me. Might be good for you. Not good for me, though. So stay tuned. Uh, My name is Jimmy Seleski. Happy Monday to you. This is LFTS Daily. I'm feeling refreshed after this weekend, even though I really didn't do anything. Um, I did have a gig on Saturday night at my cousin's, my uncle Mike DiCarlo's place up in Bel Air, Riverside Pub. It's a nice spot. I played there for the first time ever, uh, 6 to 10 on Saturday. My mom had texted me early in the week. She was like, hey, you should post that you're playing up there, which I did on Instagram, but I don't expect my mom to know that. Um but I, I, I forgot to post it on Facebook because I only had one gig this week. And I'm going to be honest, sometimes when I only have one gig, uh, I'm like embarrassed to post it because I know everyone that knows me is thinking like this broke ass. Uh, <laughs> so I, um, my cousin Nick made a thing though for it. And so I like reposted that and whatever. But uh, I posted it on Facebook as per my mom's recommendation and like everyone I knew showed up to this place. Like my mom assum- assembled a big crew, you know, family, friends, my, you know, aunts, uncles, uh, just everybody. It was it was awesome. And then other people were showing up, not even connected to that, um, which makes me want to. I want to play up in Harford County more. I like Bel Air. I used to play up there all the time when I was working with Starly. Now I don't really book with them anymore. Not that I don't book with them on purpose, but like Bel Air is cool. Bel Air is sweet. Uh, so, I mean, I, I dig playing up there. And my cousin's bar, thank you so much, Riverside Pub, for having me. I think I should be there like once a month now, which is good because before that, I was just playing at the Moose Lodge uh, once every couple months, um, which is like kind of a semi private thing. Anyway, this is the most boring way to start off a show ever. Uh, it is President's Day, though, so you can't blame me. Um, President's Day, if, if you're not working today, you don't have hustle in you. You just don't have it in you. Like, I, it didn't even occur to me that not working today was even an option. Now, it's a federal holiday, so I assume government jobs get off. I've been really emphasizing the N in government. That's how you really sound intelligent, by the way. If you say government, you sound, you sound like you don't know you shouldn't be talking about the government. The government. That's how you really nail it down. So I assume those guys are off. But like, what is President's Day? I know you're going to give me a spiel. Oh, it's... George Washington and Abe Lincoln's birthday, whatever. No, I mean, what is it? Is it a holiday? 
Because I feel like holidays require some level of recognition slash celebration. You know, if if the only thing I know about President's Day is lots of car sales. Every time I turn on the TV, when I do anymore, uh, when it's not YouTube, but if it's like a cable, you know, network television channel, if I'm watching a sporting event or something and there's local commercial, the Bill's big blowout President's Day car sale. Come on down to Bill's. You're making a big mistake. <laughs> Coons Toyota. It's a bunch of local references that no one's going to get. But, you know, that's like President's Day, dude. That's all I think about for President's Day. 5% cash back, 0% APR. Is that what this holiday has become? It's sad. Just put it out of its misery. No one is getting off of work. Uh, and no one is celebrating. Does anybody, how do you even celebrate President's Day? Like Memorial Day, you go to a cookout, you know, whatever. You get off of work. Everybody's off on Memorial Day. Labor Day, same thing. Cookout, last day. Like Memorial Day is the, the official beginning of summer. Like in terms of like cultural recognition. It's when all the pools open, Memorial Day weekend. Labor Day is the opposite. Labor Day is the official end of summer. It's when the pools close. It's when it's considered to be like the end of summer season. I think mo school didn't used to open until after Labor Day, um, which I don't think is the case anymore. But so there's like significance to those things, you know? Uh, I'm looking around, like I'm thinking of like other holidays like that. Martin Luther King Day. That's a good day. I mean, people get off. People talk about it. There's like commercials commemorating um, the uh, whatever, his his whole thing. There's like commercials about black history and whatever. It's like it's a it's a relevant holiday and it coincides with February or um, leads into February, which is Black History Month, which I, I don't know if that has anything to do with the fact that Martin Luther King Day is in January. I was kind of hoping it was in February to make my point more salient, but it's not. So forget I said that. The point is, people discuss Martin Luther King Day. Like on MLK Day, you'll see some pictures posted on Instagram of like the fucking, you know, him, whatever, the Selma marches, whatever. It's a thing that we recognize of a historical figure. Then you have President's Day and maybe even less relevant, Columbus Day. I mean, Columbus Day... Columbus Day just isn't even a thing. Apparently, schools do close. Schools do close. Public schools, that is. I don't know about private schools. I would imagine same thing. But definitely public schools do close for President's Day, which, again, is kind of like if most other businesses aren't going to be closed for this day, and I know kids are going to hate this because I know I have a huge kid listening base. The 13-year-old version of me is going to hate this, truly, um, because I just sound like a, a an adult now, just a grumpy adult. But if if your parents still have to go to work, all the schools are doing by closing for this completely irrelevant holiday is just causing the parents more issues. 
I would imagine that a solid portion of parents rely on schools to basically be babysitting their children during the workday, during the week. I would have to imagine that. I would have to imagine that that in large part is why apparently kindergarten even is a full day of school now, which I I think is insane. But parents now, I guess, have to either find someone else to watch. their. This This is in regards to these small children. Obviously, high schoolers can stay home alone or whatever. That's a different thing. But, you know, high school is the last third of grade school. You know, middle school, you stay at home. But for small kids, elementary schoolers, I don't think, you know, nine or 10, do nine or 10 year olds stay home alone? I I don't even know the rules. I'm so bad at like kid shit. Like people will be like, oh yeah, my baby is 15 inches long. And I'm like, can you not, I don't know, something about not, I don't know, something about describing a human being in length is kind of just odd to me like it's like you're talking about a fish I guess you say long for a baby because they can't stand you know so it's not like you can call a baby 15 inches tall when he's never stood before so does standing does does being tall require being able to stand because that's what it seems like I know this is a side tangent and a half, but now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, why in the world do we do those weird things for babies? Like we 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 do their age in months up until I think the cutoff is usually 18 months. So they'll go, oh, my baby's like, uh, you know, 14 months, which I get that. That one makes sense, obviously, because probably I heard last night on a, a podcast the Huberman podcast which that that guy I, I'm I'm so all over the place right now whatever this is all gonna tie back into everything I promise but that Huberman guy he's he's a good guy I enjoy listening to his podcast depending on the guest um he always whatever he has to say is always the last thing I want to hear that guy's constantly you know drinking is bad for you and you need to stop entertaining these type of thought processes and and you need to do this and do that and blah blah blah. it's like every single thing that i do i will hear andrew huberman say that that is negatively impacting my life he's like the ultimate buzzkill in a good way it's like damn dude can i can i fucking (laughs) is there anything i'm doing right andrew huberman i like him i enjoy listening to him but that guy you'll, you'll just see him on a clip You'll just see him on a clip. You'll be scrolling through Instagram and Andrew Huberman will pop up on your reels. Watching Instagram can negatively impact your testosterone levels. You're like, what? Dude, you're on Instagram. This is like, <laughs> this is like that time I went to Skyline Liquors where they also rented out U-Hauls and I bought a 30 pack of Bud Light and rented a U-Haul because I was moving that day. And then on the contract, it says, don't drink and drive. And it's like, dude, you sold me both of these. You sold me the 30-pack of beer and the U-Haul and then told me don't drink and drive. Obviously, I'm going to be drinking beers while moving in this U-Haul. Obviously. Who doesn't drink beer while moving? Anyway, 
I'm like four degrees removed from what the hell I was talking about. But yes, uh, I heard him say that puberty is the most rapid aging process that occurs in the human life, which sounded totally correct, obviously. However, it made me, now that I'm talking about babies, is not the like first two years of your life maybe a more rapid aging process than puberty? Like I know that puberty is a massive amount of growth and a massive amount of changes in your body hormonally and whatever, but depending on how you want to measure growth, I guess if you want to go like as a percentage, like don't babies like literally like triple in size from the time they're newborns to the time they're like three, two or three. I mean, that's a pretty rapid growth process, wouldn't you say? You know, obviously I'm not going to count from them, uh, the fetal stage when they start from a cell to a actual tangible newborn that in, in the span of nine months, that's impressive. That's like a quadrillionation of size in nine months, but newborn to two-year-old, that's a pretty significant amount of growth. You go from being a literal like blob. When you're born, newborn babies are so uh so like small and inert. They're not even cute. Like babies don't even become cute until they're like, I want to say like three or four months. Like, you ever see a new newborn baby? They are like wrinkly and like they're always crying. They're always got their eyes closed, can't hold up their heads and I mean, I get that. I'm not like shitting on babies right now. I haven't seen a baby in a long time now that I think about it. Now that I think about it, I don't think I've seen like an actual baby in like a couple months. Not that I need to see a baby every now and then, but it's nice. Babies are cool. Um, But yeah, so I don't know about that. I don't know about the puberty thing. I'm imagining maybe if you take into account all the other shit, the like the hormonal shit, whatever. That's okay. Fine. Puberty. Andrew Huberman. You got me again. Up next on Huberman podcast, having a podcast of your own can actually cause a late term balding. Damn it. (laughs) Another thing I'm doing at the moment that Andrew Huberman has ruined. No. Anyway. So yeah, you measure babies in terms of uh, their age in months because that's pertinent. Then once your baby is over 18 months, or I would say at the very most two, once your baby is two, you don't go by months. Your baby is fucking two. You're not sitting there like 20, 23. Oh, he's 25 months. He's two in one month. Who cares? Okay. I only care about the months of your baby for the first 18 months. After that, then you go into kid mode where you're like, I'm two and a half. I'm five and a half. Because when you're a kid, you want to be older. See, that's another interesting uh, phenomenon that happens in life. You spend your entire life wanting to be older than you are until, and they've actually done um, like real studies on this, in America at least. Um, That ideal age apparently the age that everyone the most people strive for is 21 
or 22, which obviously coincides with being able to drink and doing everything else that you can do in America, smoke and gamble. There, I mean, you're, 21 is when you're like allowed to do shit in America. Um, it also happens to be like the prime of most people's lives. I'd like to think not mine. Probably my the physical prime of my life, but de- uh, hopefully not my uh, the actual prime of my life. Um, yeah, 21. So basically you spend the first 20 years of your life wanting to be older. And then you have one year when you're the exact age you want to be, which is 21. You can finally do shit. And then it's all looking backwards from there. Now, granted, that being said, they say as you get older, your ideal age gets older as well. So this, I'm not saying that like you ask an 80-year-old what age they'd like to be and they say 21. You ask an 80-year-old what age they'd like to be and most of them will say like 65 to 70, surprisingly enough. Um, If you ask me right now, what age, like what's your ideal age? What was your favorite age to be? I would say probably my somewhere in my mid to late 20s, definitely towards the back half though. I'd say probably, yeah, 28, 29, honestly. Maybe 27. Anywhere in that range, 27 to 29 range. So I guess we'll just average it out to 28. You know, which is weird because when I was 28, I missed being like 23. And so now I'm 31. And what's odd to think about is that probably in five years, I will look back at this age and be like, damn, I was a fucking fag. (laughs) Maybe maybe later on tonight, I'll think that. (laughs) Maybe you already think that. Um, Anyway, yeah. How long, I mean, I'm talking about babies now. I'm supposed to talk about presidency. I'm talking about fucking babies. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, so so months, but but um, the ounces thing that needs to stop as in weight. The ounces thing needs to stop as soon as you're born. You get you get one measurement of ounces, and that is as soon as you're birthed. You can remember your pounds ounces. Oh, you were seven pounds twelve ounces. Thank you. My mom actually told me my weight the other day when I was born, not my weight now. She's not like a carny that can predict my weight. Um, but, uh, I forgot what it was. I just know I was born at seven seventeen AM on a Thursday, which, uh, is hilarious because that's the first and only time I've ever woken up, uh, before 9 AM on my own accord. And that was when I was born. Um, Yeah. So aside from that, babies, what was I talking about? School, President's Day. That's what I was talking about. That's what I was talking about. Um, small children, I don't know when they start talking. I don't know when they start walking. People will say, oh, my kid, uh, you know, she just said, like, she. I'll, I'll see a, uh, a however year old and be like, do they talk yet? And they're like, no, dude, they're not going to talk for, like, another year and a half. And I'm like, oh. Well, I don't fucking know. 
What do I look like? A pediatrician? I got their fucking percentile charts here. I don't fucking know. What, at what age? I don't remember when I started talking. I know I never fucking stopped once I did. <laughs> but I don't fucking know. So I also don't know exactly what age kids start staying home alone. But I know it's at least the double digits. I would have to imagine. I feel like a nine-year-old staying home alone is pretty, pretty rich. So anyway, if you're a parent with children in elementary school, you have to be at work right now. You're either, uh, you're either in a lucky situation like my family was where we had grandparents and aunts and uncles, whatever, that could watch us during the day. Or more than likely, if you're a modern uh, American, you and your husband both work 40 hours a week. Uh, you live in like a different city than your fucking parents and in-laws. Uh, your friends are also working and or worthless during the day. So you got to take them to daycare. And now because it's a holiday, because it's a federal holiday that only the lazy ass fucking government celebrates because it's about them, of course, President's Day. That's part of the government I hear, the president. So they make up a holiday for themselves. They go, oh, it's George Washington's birthday. You're like, George Washington's birthday was like, well, it's Abe Lincoln's birthday. And you're like, it's both? It's like, yeah, we just kind of, it's both of them. Why is it called President's Day? Because they were both presidents, you know? Like, is it for all the presidents? Like, yeah, sure, fine. It's, all, it's, for, all the, it's for all the fucking presidents. It, it's it's kind of George Washington's birthday. It's kind of Abe Lincoln's birthday. Um, and and we're, we're getting off on Monday. That's the point. The point is, we're not working tomorrow. And everybody else is like, oh, okay, but uh, I am. And I was kind of hoping to have my kids in school so I wouldn't have to pay daycare. And they're like, yeah, but dude, it's fucking Andrew Jackson's birthday. You're like, well, you said it was George Washington. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Point is, we're not working tomorrow because there's a great car sale at Bill's Coons Toyota. 15% APR, no down payment. Come by to Bill's Coons Toyota. You're making a big mistake. We're taking a bite out of the price. <laughs> Whatever. President's Day. And so now you as a parent are fucked. Your kid's in fucking daycare. You're paying however many hundreds of dollars that is per day. And now you're paying money To celebrate a holiday. And that's the only thing you do on this holiday. Nobody gets together. Nobody, uh, hey, hey, dude, you guys want to come over and, and grill for President's Day? <laughs> I, can't even, I can't even say that with a straight face. Hey, you want to slide? What are you doing for President's Day, dude? Oh, man, I'd love to come by, but I'm actually going over my other, my, my, my co-worker's having a fucking thing on President's Day for his. Oh, shit, dude. Well, maybe I'll catch you after, man. Yeah, we, we can hit the bars after. It's fucking President's Day, dude. Yeah, well, you, you... No, <laughs> this is inconceivable to me. What is the point of this holiday? If, no, if you're not going to get off and you're not going to celebrate it, then it's not a holiday. It just is a day. Like, for instance, yesterday was February 18th. I didn't get off of anything I was supposed to be doing. 
I didn't celebrate it in any way. It just happened to be February 18th. And if I looked at the calendar, the calendar would say back to me, today is February 18th. Today is February 19th, President's Day. I didn't get off of anything I was supposed to get off of. I am not celebrating in any way. It just happens to be President's Day. It also just happens to be February 19th. No difference. It's not a holiday. I'm not saying not I'm not saying take it down as a holiday. But if you're going to have a holiday, make it a holiday. Let's do stuff. We should we should celebrate President's Day. Why not? I mean, I don't again, I don't know what it's for. All presidents. Yeah, let's celebrate all presidents. Especially right now. I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, every normal human being is working. Um, and then you have Columbus Day, which is like, they can't even get that name right anymore. Like that's, now it's like Indigenous Peoples Day. Apparently, not really. People just make stuff up and say it is. Like, oh, we just decided, uh, we just decided it's actually Indigenous Peoples Day. Okay, well, well, we just decided no, it's not. So appears we're at an impasse. I'm I'm looking at Columbus Day as we speak. Columbus Day is a national holiday in many countries of the Americas. Oh, really? Okay, so it's not an exclusively American holiday. Um, I wonder if it's going to say anything about the. Oh yeah. This, okay, non-observance. The celebration of Columbus Day in the United States began to decline at the end of the 20th century, although many Americans continue to celebrate it. Who? I can vaguely remember when I was in like elementary school, us doing some type of thing for the weekend leading up to Columbus Day. I know we for sure did like turkeys and cowboys and Indian stuff before Thanksgiving which is like unfathomable now. God forbid we celebrated the cultures of the pilgrims and the Native Americans in a unifying feast that, you know, God forbid we appreciated the cultures by making little feather dresses and had whatever. That's terrible. It's so terrible. I remember I remember uh, when we were making these, you know, headdresses and doing different things to celebrate the Native American, I remember my teachers just being like, look at this stupid fucking thing. Hey, kids, today we're going to make some stupid fucking shit for the Native Americans. <laughs> some of you are going to be cowboys. Some are you going to be Indians. And guess what? The ones who have to be Indians fucking suck because they sucked. <laughs> remember how that was how it always was in elementary school? How your teachers just fucking just taught you to despise the Native Americans? And it was just a big fuck and joke and we it was so stupid and oh, look at me i'm squanto i know how to speak blah, blah, blah. hey look this is corn it's a cub remember that remember how much we used to make fun of the native americans in elementary school when we would do cowboys and indian stuff because that's how it goes right that's what we meant when we were doing stuff like that um anyway yeah so let's see the usual suspects the, di the District of Columbia and the states of Hawaii, Alaska, Vermont, South Dakota, New Mexico, Maine, Minnesota, parts of California, including, for example, L.A. County, 
not surprisingly, do not recognize it and have each replaced it with celebrations of Indigenous Peoples Day. In Hawaii, Discoverers Day. Okay. In South Dakota, Native American Day. In the states of Oregon and Washington, Columbus Day is not an official holiday. So all the liberal-ish states got rid of Columbus Day, which, okay, I don't actually care. I know many many of you may be expecting me to have a hot take on that. Who cares? This this holiday is vague, is mildly irrelevant. Um, I guess you could kind of say there might be something to do with Italian heritage there. I'm a little bit Italian myself. I remember that was an issue kind of that was raised when they just toppled the Columbus statue in, in Baltimore uh, Harbor. They just like tore it down be- that, during the George Floyd protests because we all understood that Christopher Columbus, um, you know, and the assassination of George Floyd while he was dying of a drug overdose <clears throat> uh, was directly related to Christopher Columbus. And so we had to topple that statue. And there were some Italians there. It was right in Little Italy. That's the thing. It's in Little Italy in Baltimore. And so it kind of was a little bit egregious. And here's the thing. I don't think that anybody that was down there wrecking the statue actually understood the history beyond whatever is taught, which is that Columbus just sailed the ocean blue in 1492, um, pulled up on the Americas and was just like, hey, fuck you guys. Guess what? It's Columbo and the boys. You know, I don't think people have it like an actual concept of the year 1492. Uh, They talk about these people with like, like they had like Wikipedia, like they watched CNN and still had the gall to have the opinions they had. Like, dude, we didn't people. I, I don't know. People, we go back and forth on this. Apparently, the earth being flat was not the widely held consensus at that time. That's kind of a myth. Um, also, we know that other people had made it to the Americas prior to Christopher Columbus, obviously, since there were people here. But those people, I believe, came across the Bering Strait in the top of Alaska from the Siberian Peninsula in Russia. So I think that that they didn't necessarily discover America. They just happened to be here after the Ice Age. I think, basically, if you look at a globe... um you'll notice that the very tip top of the northwest portion of North America, which is Alaska, uh, basically almost touches the tip top northeast portion of Asia slash Russia, which is this which is like Siberia, the Siberian Peninsula, like cold as shit, fucking brutal, you know, right next to Alaska, which is the same thing. And they are literally like I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to put a number on it, but I would imagine, I would imagine there, you could probably see Russia from Alaska if you're on that peninsula. Um, so, you know, if you follow human evolution, people migrated out of Sub-Saharan Africa, going into the Fertile Crescent, which is kind of where the dawn of civilization was, where we first got our first, like, actual civilizations, you know, and then wandered and kind of migrated and split off in Northern Europe and all throughout, through Asia, blah, blah, blah. And then they, the people who migrated towards Asia wandered all the way out there, blah, 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 blah. And then some of them went so far as to go all the way up to the tip top of Asia. And 
I believe this may have been during the Ice Age when the water was frozen up there. So it was literally just a land bridge from Asia to uh, North America. So I don't even know if, I don't even think it required any type of swimming or boating. I mean, this is thousands and thousands of years ago. I mean, the Ice Age, I think, was like 10,000 years ago or something. So I don't think that, I don't know what kind of technology we had back then, but I think God made it about as easy as possible for people to get into the Americas through the uh, the Bering Strait, which is what it's called. And uh, that's why you notice that the Native Americans, the indigenous North Americans, um, bear a striking resemblance to uh, the, they look more Asian than any other type of, they look more Asian than any other race. They don't look fucking German. They don't look, black they look like fucking Mon- mongolians kind of which are like right there so it stands to reason that that's how they got here they came in through the top of north america through alaska and then filtered down into the rest of the americas which is interesting um again i have no idea where i'm going with this but i think this is interesting just look at a globe it's just kind of fascinating to kind of go through uh just these this history um, and then, of course, you have in the South Americas, the Aztecs, the Inca, the Mayans, um, which if you want to know what Mayans looked like, look at a Mexican. That's what they looked like. Like, they're not a dead race. They just speak Spanish now. I don't think people get that. I think that I don't think people understand that, like, yeah, what we encountered when we came to the Americas were not what they were called then, but they were Mexicans, Guatemalans, whatever. That's what they were. We didn't just invent a new species of people. Sure, there was some interbreeding and, and marriage and whatever, but certainly not enough to completely wash out an entire race. Clearly, when you go to Central America and uh, uh, you know Mexico, it's, they're, they're alive and popping. And so that's, that's what Mayans look like. And there's a ton of Mayan culture in Mexico. It's their culture. And I just find that fascinating. I kind of, I, I find it interesting how many people like don't understand that Spanish is white. I've been saying this for a long time. Spain is a white country. It's in Europe. It's next to France. Are French people white? Yeah. Spain is their next door neighbor. Why do we assume, because we're so used to Spanish speakers in America being Latino, Latin Americans from Mexico, people like think that Spain, they look like, my mom thought this. Now I know, I'm sure if, I'm sure if you sat someone down and really asked them to think it through, they would understand that like Spanish people, actual Spanish people look like, like kind of like me. Like if you think about it, like I'm from, my family's from Greece and Italy primarily. Got a little bit of Polish in me, but Greece and Italy are, are just as South as Spain towards the equator. Like we're pretty much on the same level. If Spanish people aren't white, I'm not fucking white. And some people would say that that is the case. I do consider, obviously, Southern European different than Northern European, obviously. We're just seasoned white people. A little extra flavor. 
Um, but yeah, it's just interesting to think about that. I think that people mess that up. But anyway, as far as Columbus goes, it's like, you know, it's fucking unreal to imagine that time. And what people knew and what people didn't know. I mean, can you imagine like sailing on the ocean in general? There's no GPS. You have a fucking compass and a map that was written for you by some other fucking alcoholic that barely made it back. And then and and you're in a uncharted territory just going like, all right, I think I'm pretty sure it's that way. And it's like, dude, if I pass my exit on 690 on 95, if I'm like driving somewhere I'm not familiar with, like out of state, and I miss one exit, I'm fucked. Like I, I'm immediate. This is everybody. I mean, I, I usually try to get places without looking at my GPS just to like keep my, that sense of direction going. I think that's important to not become overly reliant on technology, but which does then lead me uh, to miss stuff a lot more often than most people because most people just use their fucking phone, which is fine. <laughs> but if I miss a fucking exit, like I have to consult my phone f- to get back on track in most cases if I'm not in a place I know. And that's with like paved roads and signs. This, these people are out on the fucking open ocean Floating over top of like six mile deep water. Trying to get somewhere. No idea where the fuck they are. I don't know if they, I think they were trying to get to India. I don't fucking know. There's so many weird, every single thing you ever heard about the Christopher Columbus story, somebody will say that's not the case. So I don't even know what the truth is. Does anyone? It was fucking 700 years ago almost. Sorry, 600 years, over 600 years ago. Who the fuck knows what was going through his mind? He pulls up to a place nobody had ever seen before that he had ever spoken to. Well, actually, there were Vikings. Vikings actually made it to, yeah, they made it to fucking Newfoundland and called it Newfoundland because that's how creative Vikings were. They did, however, um, discover Iceland and Greenland, and Iceland is actually the gorgeous, lush, green uh, island, and Greenland is actually just a gigantic, icy, worthless plot of land uh, that is basically like Antarctica. Antarctica, Antarctica, the Arctic. I don't know. That's another word I got to look into. Um, but they named that one Greenland to trick people. Apparently this is the, this is the, the, uh, the lore that when other people were looking at a map in order to steer people away from the good place, they named the good place Iceland and they named the bad place Greenland. So everybody is like, Sire, should we sail? For land? Well, certainly. Which land shall we visit? Well, I'm thinking Greenland? That sounds nice. Greenland sounds nice. Certainly not Iceland. Iceland sounds cold. Even though, oddly enough, it is less 
uh, close to the North Pole, but I don't know. These Vikings say that this one's green and this one's icy, and they show up to green and they're like, God damn it! Fucking Vikings got me again. But yeah, that's the kind of shit you could pull back then. Because nobody knew what the fuck was going on. You couldn't pull that trick on someone now. You couldn't trick the U.S. Navy into visiting an island because you called it something cute. You could do that all the time back then. I mean, the fucking Spanish came to America for what, like a city of gold? Ain't no fucking city of gold. El Dorado? I mean, you could literally just call something something and motherfuckers would just pull up. Yo, I heard this was the Greenland. Looks awfully icy to me. Hey, is this where I come for the city built out of the most valuable substance on the planet? You guys just built a city out of it, like staircases and sidewalks and buildings and... uh, This is it, right? Where's the gold? That's the level that we're dealing with back then. And you pull up and you see a bunch of people you never met, never even heard of, in a land you've never even really conceived of. Living an entirely different way of life than you've ever imagined. Can't communicate with them. It's unbelievable. And then 632 years later, <laughs> sit there and go, this guy was a piece of shit. This guy was a piece of shit. He like totally was a dick to the indigenous peoples. Almost everybody was indigenous back then. First of all, he was an indigenous person. He's Italian. Are Italians not indigenous to Italy? I mean, what are the rules for being indigenous? Do you have to be do you have to be brown or black? To be indigenous? Is that like the rule? Is that the low-key unspoken rule I'm starting to gather? Like if I go to Greece, I'm I'm indigenous to Greece. But for some reason, it just doesn't roll off the tongue to say that. British people, English people, they're indigenous to England, correct? Scottish people from Scotland. So Indigenous Peoples Day, that should be for everyone, right? Everyone's indigenous to somewhere. I don't know. But anyway, they ripped down the Columbus statue in Little Italy, which was kind of insulting now that I'm actually thinking about it. A, because they have no idea other than what they've been told, which is just he was a fucking asshole and that's all they know about the story. This guy in in the uh, 15th century did not live up to your 2021 ideals. Shocker. Um, and, uh, you know, just imagine going into like some other neighborhood of another culture, you know, little Chinatown, let's say Chinatown. And you just like tear down a statue of fucking Jackie Chan. (laughs) It's unimaginable. 
<laughs> anyway, that's enough about President's Day, huh? Uh, it's Monday. I'm taking it easy. I, I, I had no idea I had that much to say about fucking every possible thing. But um, we are coming off of NBA All-Star Weekend. What? I, I, I'm an asshole. I'm a fucking ass. I hate myself today. I hated myself even more last night. I've come to terms with myself a little bit today. I kind of hit rock bottom gambling last night. I didn't lose a ton of money. But, and, and, I, and I didn't lose more money than I am kind of used to losing on any given day. You know, gambling's all about ebbs and flows. You lose money, you win money. You lose big, you win big. But most of the time, it's like right in the middle. Um, but I lost, <laughs> I lost $150 last night on the fucking all-star game. I didn't even care about the all-star. No one cares about the all-star game. I didn't even think about it. I didn't even know it was on last night until I got a text from a group chat, my gambling group chat, which is my brother and my friend Lucas. And somebody mentioned that DraftKings has a $10 no sweat bet for the All-Star game. To which I thought, okay, well, you know what? I'm kind of in still in testing uh, mode with my college system. So I'm not, I, uh, I'm not really running those bets right now. There's no NBA games to actually apply my model to. There's no other bonuses. So, okay, I guess this will be my one bet today. So I said, fuck it, okay, I'll put $10 on. Then I did some thinking, and I was like, wait a second. A $10 no sweat bet, meaning you put $10 on a bet. If you lose, you get that $10 back as a bonus bet, not as cash. You still have to wager that $10 again to win it back. So there's a chance that if you lose that next bet, that you just lo- that you now have lost $10. But you basically have to lose a bet twice. You have to lose two bets to lose that $10. Um, I did some math that I'm not going to get into, and I... Well, and I'm especially not going to get into it because it was incorrect math at first. And the incorrect math led me to believe that with a $10 no sweat bet, meaning I basically had a $10 free play, that that means that I could bet up to $100 on that wager and still have it be a break-even EV, which was like, okay, cool. So it's basically the, the effective, the expected value of this bet is zero, which means it's not losing and it's not winning, so I'll just put in a fun bet. And as long as it's not a losing EV bet, then I feel okay with that, especially since this is my one bet today. Because normally, I could place as many, I, I, I could place 50 bets in a day of like $40 each. So you're talking wagering $2,000 in a day, which doesn't sound as crazy as it actually, it doesn't sound, it's not as crazy as it sounds. Um, because, you know, these are 50 individual bets. The, the prospect of losing uh, all 50 of them, that's what it would take for me to lose all $2,000. It's just statistically improbable, and it's actually the same likelihood that you would win all 50 of them, which is, would be fucking unreal. Um, but yeah, it's all about diversification. That's what your retirement account does. That's what stock portfolios are. That's everything. Hedge funds, whatever. Anyway, so I did the incorrect math of... Uh, assuming that I could bet $100 on the All-Star game and it would still be break-even EV. As soon as I placed, so I threw 90 more dollars on that wager, which was 
Perhaps the biggest mistake of my life, the West minus two and a half. As soon as I placed the bet, I came to find that actually the correct number was $50 would be a break-even EV. But it was already too late because then if I were to cash out that 90 bucks, they'd only give me like 80 back. So I'd, I'd be just losing $10 just off the bat before, and then I'd still have to place another bet with a chance of losing. So I figured, you know what, it's actually less negative EV at this point for me to just let it ride. So that's what I did. And I wish I didn't. Because taking the West was perhaps the worst mistake of my life. Certainly of the weekend. Um, I liked the roster. You know, uh, Shea Gorgeous, Gilgis Alexander, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Doncic, Jokic, Jokic, whatever. All the guys. I, I had some, admittedly, I used some of my, my patented racist fundamentals. Which were whatever they were harmless. I, I, I thought okay. So which team, which team has the more white guys? And it's not for the reasons you think. Okay, relax. Okay, I mean, I personally would love to see the black white bowl. We talked about that a couple months ago. That was like a big thing I was talking about. The reality is that would be the most highly viewed sporting event, maybe more than the Super Bowl if they had a blacks versus whites NBA game or football game, that would be, I legitimately think that would be up there with the Super Bowl, but they'd never do it. Even though everyone in America would think it was fun. I mean, like, you know, why, why not sometimes? I don't know. I think it'd be fun. But anyway, that's not the reason I picked the team with more white guys. My reasoning was that, White guys are notoriously kind of more squares, a little bit more, you know, they're not as loosey-goosey a little bit, especially, you know, fucking Serbians. Like, they're from fucking Soviet Russia, basically. Like, I kind of figured that they wouldn't know how to not play 103%. They fucking escaped communism. They, I thought... Jokic and Doncic didn't escape communism to come here and not go ham in the fucking all-star game. Well, as I figured the black guys would just be chilling, having a good time. They got nothing to prove. Relaxing, Jotun having a good, having make a merry old time. I could not have been more wrong. Kevin Durant might have been the only guy on the West that was actually trying. Not even trying. He was just the only guy doing anything. Steph Curry, greatest shooter of all time, missed a lot of threes. Uh, LeBron James, like, muffed two dunks. Carl Anthony Towns was putting on. Jokic and Doncic appeared as if they were trying to lose. I think they were legitimately trying to lose. Like, they absolutely could not have cared less about the game in any way. Which, looking back on it, is fine. Because nobody cares about the game, and they were having fun. Except, I bet $100 on your team to win by three or more points. So... 
This isn't just fun games to me. You Croatian fucks, <laughs> whatever you are. I need you to fucking sink some buckets. I mean, the fucking East didn't miss a three the whole night. The whole night. I think they went like 42 for 45 from the three, which sounds unbelievable. And I don't even think that's too far off. I think they were like 90% from the three, if not 80. I would say definitely no lower than 70, which is like more than double the normal. Now, granted, the all-star game, obviously no one plays defense. Obviously no one's really trying at all, which leads me to my main point and why I bring this up. And it was not to whine about, uh, not to whine about my, my stupid bet because you may have noticed I only mentioned $100 so far. Once I noticed that the West was getting blown out, was never going to cover two and a half points, I decided to live bet 50 more bucks on plus 18 and a half. And they lost that too. And that was the most degenerate thing I've ever done. There's nothing more degenerate than making a gut bet with a significant amount of money and then doubling down or chasing your losses. That is the definition of a degenerate gambler. And it was very uncharacteristic of me last night. I was surprised to have done it. I have placed perhaps well over, I'd say, three to 4,000 bets in the past year. And not one of them has been, I, I think I put $50 on the 49ers in the Super Bowl just because. Just I think that's, and even that I had technical model support for that one. I have not, I, I haven't just gambled for fun in a long time. It's always been a, with a math and other things going in. So I never looked at it as a thing like that. But last night I allowed myself to just gamble like a fucking asshole and I got asshole treatment. So it sucks. I don't really mind when I lose money when I'm gambling with my, with my system because I understand that's part of the system. But when you just lose $150 basically just being ignorant that's that hurt so every now and then it's good to have that check but anyway again i didn't come here to whine about that you know that's just part of the game it's part of part of learning learning experience growing up i went it back you know i got an edge we're good um what is the point of all-star games anymore can we just give it up this is much like president's day much like president's day the all-star game serves no purpose in any sport, in any sport, mostly in football, but this goes for pretty much every sport I can think of. Much like President's Day, the All-Star Game is something that nobody really celebrates, um, and, and nobody really... The, it doesn't really affect any aspect and it doesn't do anything for anyone. It's understood that nobody's playing hard. And so it literally means nothing. So what, why do we still do it? You know, the pro bowl in the NFL 
I can't even believe it was a fully suited up game for as long as it was. That's I've always I've I've always you know I'm kind of curmudgeonly in a way when they make like big drastic changes to stuff. My immediate reaction is I was like, why is nothing fucking sacred anymore? We gotta fucking fucking modernize everything. Can't have anything the way it used to be. The way it worked. I was totally understanding of them taking the Pro Bowl and making it flag football and like a skills competition. I mean, I think I watched the Pro Bowl like maybe the last year before they stopped doing it in full pads, which is fairly recently. And I couldn't believe what I was watching on screen. Like it was just, it was a, a, it was a mockery almost of the game to watch people play at literally 25% speed. And for what? I mean, I understand it. It's like, why would I put myself in a situation to get hurt playing with the best athletes in the world in full tackle football? I mean, it. how do you play full tackle football at half speed? Like, that's a hard one. I get how you can play basketball at half speed. I get how you can play baseball at half speed. I'm not entirely sure how you play full pad football at 80% or or sub 80%. Like, you still have to get the guy on the ground. Like, how do they do it? You still have to tackle people. I mean, tackling people is hard. Do they just let you tackle them? Do you just let them not get tackled? Like, how does that work? And what's the point? Moving it to flag football was good. And in fact, I think it perhaps may be the only relevant all-star event in professional sports at this point. Because with flag football, you're watching your favorite athletes play essentially the same game, but not really. And they're playing it in a way that kind of allows them to play it almost 100% because they're not going to get tackled and all that shit. So when they were playing in full pads, they're just going through the motions and just putting on this pathetic display of football. But in flag football, you can watch these guys like play like a real game of flag football. And that's pretty cool. I haven't watched it, so I don't know if it actually is cool. But in theory, it sounds pretty cool. Basketball. Why the fuck? Like, of all sports. I get it. You don't have to play, you know, full fucking... I get basketball can be rough and is a rough sport when you get to, you know, playing fucking hard. But, I mean, the All-Star game is like sub-practice. Like, why, at the very, can, like, no defense, no defense, no rebounds, no nothing. It's just pathetic. It's like, dude, why can't you guys just make, I don't know, play to the level that, like, um, you know, when I go to LA Fitness and there's, like, guys in the basketball court playing basketball. Like, you can't play, like, public gym level. You got to play sub uh, 11 a.m. basketball court at Towson LA fitness level? Like, you guys are basketball players. I get that you're not going to fucking shoulder people in the paint and fucking box out like a motherfucker and swat balls back in people's faces. And you may, okay, for sure, if somebody wants to go for a big fucking dunk, don't fuck it up. It's a thing. But like, at what point does it become so non-competitive, so laissez-faire, so nonchalant that there's just no purpose to the event? We have reached that point. 
granted, I might not be as mad about this whole situation if the West uh, didn't lose so badly and I didn't lose so badly myself. But that's not really the point of what I'm talking about because I think that the deeper point is true. We have these like remnants of a different time, like the Pro Bowl, like, uh, you know, the All-Star Game, whatever, where, and, and baseball's another one, the All-Star Game is whatever, but at least the home run derby and stuff and the three-point contests in basketball, the dunk contests, those are all cool things. But the game itself is just kind of unnecessary. It doesn't achieve anything. I mean, you're just leaving people wide open to take wide open threes, do dunks. I mean, you're still in a game situation, so nobody can really do anything that crazy dunk-wise. So you're watching, like, better than average dunks that you wouldn't normally see in, like, a regular game, but still not anything you'd see in, like, a dunk contest. And then you're just seeing, like, people sink wide open threes. And that's it. Other than that, you have, like, some, like, funny antics like you're watching Harlem Globetrotters somebody bounces it off the head whatever Luca and uh what's his face did a uh Jokic did a uh back and forth you know all the way down the court passing it never dribbled it like okay amusing stuff like that when you got a hundred dollars on the line it's not quite as amusing <laughs> but you know I actually was kind of annoyed with Jokic and Doncic this morning just because of how non-seriously they took it um, but looking back, it's like, you know, dude, it's clearly a joke and they made it, they treated it as such. So I actually respect that. Um, I just wish that I would have known how they regarded the all-star game before I bet on them. But yeah, I think it's time for us to let the all-star games go guys, or at least encourage them to play. I don't know, at least maybe I would, can we, can we settle on 75%? If not that, how about, how about 60%? If I had to put a real number on, I'd say that they're playing sub 50. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just a painful watch which is why I don't think anybody really watches it or cares about it. And so at that point, it's a waste of fucking time. And honestly, kind of a, a mockery. <sighs> this is the words of a guy who lost his ass last night. <laughs> I'm in here just, yeah, the real reason I lost 150 bucks is because nobody takes the goddamn All-Star game seriously. The East was nailing threes. Oh, whatever. Another day. Another dollar. Um, speaking of dollars and days and betting and gambling and being a degenerate loser, um, I'll close out today's show with uh, my favorite segment of every day's show, the Rook Look segment. Uh, the Rook Look. I, Jimmy the Rook Seleski. Um, I've done my due diligence in scanning out all the available bonuses and boosts available on the uh, widely available sports books, in my state at least. 
which is a lot. You know, we got FanDuel, DraftKings, MGM. Used to have points bet. They left. I think it's Fanatics now. You got Caesars, Bet Rivers, ESPN Bet, a whole bunch. Um, and today we have two boosts. We got one on DraftKings, the Clash on the Court bet, which is my, I like that one. It's a 50% boost for the college basketball game of the night, which they do often, usually, I would say probably almost every day they have one of them. Um, and tonight is Iowa State at Houston. Um, this, uh, I get it's not, it's, it's, it's pretty straightforward, but not so much. Houston has a relevant injury, but I'm not sure how significant, uh, it is. Terrence Arsenault, um, has been out since December 16th. He was averaging about 15 to 20 minutes per game when he was playing. So he did play in like, looks like 10 games or so, 10, 11 games or whatever. Um, So his contributions playing, you know, 20 minutes a game for 11 games do add to Houston's stats potentially in one way or the other. So it makes my team average model seem slightly less reliable than perhaps if there were no significant injuries to to uh, consider. But it doesn't really appear like it was that big of a thing. He averaged five and a half points per game, 4.6 rebounds, and 0.7 assists. So, you know, pretty average, I would say. I don't know if uh, his contribution was anywhere above the average player. So I'm going to say Houston is in the clear as far as eligibility to be plugged into my technicals model. And the same goes for Iowa State, who uh, I think they they have two red shirts who didn't really play at all this season. And they have one guy who averaged like fucking five minutes a game who's been out since the 19th. So they're they're pretty much in the clear too. And I ran my model, which I've been improving upon daily. And it's showing that the game has uh, Iowa State plus 8.9, which means Houston is uh, minus 8.9. Now that is almost exactly the current line, which I will double check. Last I checked, Vegas had the line at plus nine, minus nine. It looks as if at the moment we are dealing with, geez, I get, oh yeah. Yep, still at plus nine. It looks like, uh uh-oh, some books are moving to plus eight and a half. Looks like DraftKings just moved to plus eight and a half. So I would go ahead. I would lock in nine on the alternate at the lowest, to be honest. For Iowa State. That would be my that would be my pick, honestly. I it, it was looking like the line was gonna move higher to nine and a half. Cause it had been sitting at nine for a while. And uh, you know, just on DraftKings, for instance, the payout was kind of lopsided where like 
minus 112 for Houston, minus 108 for Iowa State, which usually implies if they're raising the price on one side, it means that if 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 that's still not enough to encourage action on that side, then they're going to actually have to change the line at some point. Um, and so if they're increasing the price payout of Iowa State plus nine, I thought that, that might ultimately lead potentially to uh, them increasing the handicap to nine and a half. Um, oddly enough, it seems to have gone backwards and now they've lowered it. So Houston is actually becoming more likely. I don't like eight and a half. I don't know why. I was kind of holding out for nine and a half. So I'm definitely not going to settle for eight and a half. I would say lock nine, I guess. Maybe hold out until tonight, see where it goes. It's definitely not going to go any lower than eight and a half. Although I've been wrong before. Um, but I mean, it costs, I think like 10 cents as they say in gambling lingo, like it's at one, it's at minus, uh, one fifteen on DraftKings. It looks like, let's see, yeah, minus one fifteen is plus eight and a half. So yeah, I don't know Are they, it could even move further. But I don't like anything less than eight and a half for this game, guys. You know, I, that's exactly where my model's sitting. That's where Vegas is sitting at the opening line. I, I, I've never done this before, uh, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go and, and reverse that entirely. I'm gonna have to reverse that entirely. I, uh, so just a little inside baseball. My raw model has Houston at eight and a half. Actually, technically minus 8.53. So pretty much dead on eight and a half. Um, my working model, I hybrid with the opening line. Um, so it's kind of like a meld of both, which pulls it closer to nine because that's where the line opened. But my raw analytics have Houston at minus eight and a half. And that's with a standard home court advantage um, and, you know, just just averages in general. I liked the prospect of Iowa State plus nine and a half and maybe even nine. But I got to say, the fact that the line has moved in Houston's favor down to eight and a half, uh, I think that the fundamentals favor Houston. I think they're a better team, obviously. I think that the home court advantage is going to be more than just the standard three and a half. You know, they say home court advantage goes down later in the season. That's true. But a, a, a team like Houston, a dominant powerhouse basketball program like them, uh, you know, when Iowa State's coming to town, I just... I think that, that that student section, this is a big game. This is the biggest game of the day, according to DraftKings. Um, I think that that home court advantage is going to play a slightly bigger role than average. And the thing is, when we're sitting right on the bubble at eight and a half dead on for the role model, I got to, you know, something as insignificant as, as an extra half point or just one extra point for home court advantage is enough is enough to break it. So, so I, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to reverse myself live on the air. Hopefully, you didn't lock anything before I got done talking about it. But yeah, 
Houston minus eight and a half tonight. That's my pick. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be pissed. I'm gonna want to kick myself in the pants. Not the ass. That'd be too much. I don't want to be that hard on myself, but I will definitely kick myself in the pants. Graze the old jeans if Iowa State winds up covering tonight. Um, because I will have second guessed myself and and uh to a fault. But I don't know. I've kind of been gut feeling Houston today. I really have. And this move in the direction that I didn't foresee, along with that home court fundamental prospect there, it's I'm kind of being I'm trying to be more of a intuitive gambler as well. I feel like I, I I'm I'm too much of a numbers guy sometimes, where I rely too much on stat models and not enough on just you know fundamental thinking, which you know most people are the opposite. Most people just rely entirely on feelings and gut and things like that with no mathematical statistical edge. So, but as is the case for most things in life, you need a healthy combination of both to be truly great or even successful in, as it comes to gambling. So I'm the technicals lead us exactly to eight and a half with a little bit in Houston's favor. So there you have it. So we also have a college basketball boost on uh, MGM tonight, 33% this time. Um, and you know what? I, for some reason, I ran all the games through my model here. And the one that stuck out to me the most was a school called Bethune-Cookman, which I just looked up how to pronounce 0.5 seconds before saying it just now. Bethune-Cookman. Um, they're sitting at plus five and a half right now. I believe that is still where the line is as well. My model has them at about 4.8. So uh, almost a whole point less of an underdog, according to me, um, than Vegas. And the line doesn't appear to have moved much, so you pop a 33% boost on, on plus five and a half Bethune-Cookman. And I got to say, I was driving home from the gym today, obviously looking at my phone, and I was scrolling through Instagram. And one of the pages I follow, History Colored, great uh, follow, by the way. And it's, it's not history of colored people. It's just historical photos of all people, but in color, which does add a lot to making it look more it just gives you better context i feel like when you see a black and white photo it immediately you don't really relate to it it like seems like some other thing but when you see like an old picture in color you're like oh that guy was just like a dude that's crazy um but i there was a picture on that page today of the bethune cookman uh football team from like 19 earliest shit maybe the 50s or 60s um, so I took that as a sign from God that I was already feeling Bethune Cookman. And then magically the day of that I'm debating the bet, I see a picture of the 1960 something Bethune Cookman football team, a school who I've never heard of prior to today. So I'm going to take that as a sign. That's a little bit of gut feeling there mixed with some technicals. 
Uh, and that's sometimes that's all it takes when you got a boost. Those are your picks tonight, folks. Bethune Cookman, or sorry, Bethune, which I don't, I, I haven't listened to the pronunciation of that. I just quickly Googled it and, and read it in like the phonics language, the however they, whatever that thing is called, when it's like the pronunciation terms and stuff. And it looks like they want you to pronounce it Bethune, Bethune Cookman, Bethune, which really just sounds like you're a, a dude with a lisp trying to say bassoon like you're <laughs> i don't like it now, now that now that i thought of that i can't i can't not think that whenever i say bethune oh what do you play the clarinet no i play the bethune interesting um yeah bethune cookman plus five and a half and houston houston we have a problem Minus eight and a half on DraftKings. It's a higher payout than it would have been buying that alt line. And uh, I don't know. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Let it ride, baby. Let it ride. Folks, happy Monday. Long week ahead of us. But I'm liking it. I'm liking this week so far. Till next time. Peace.